All righty, so uh, we're rocking and rolling here. The recording's going. Welcome, everybody. How's everybody doing out there today? Um, hopefully, people are doing good. Just reading some of this stuff. The opinions expressed in today's program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the sponsors. We have sponsors? That's kind of cool. Glad to hear it. Uh, let's see. Sam says, there are always so many guests. Yes, welcome guests. Um, there are some folks that I think that's also the easiest way to log in. So um, so that's cool, and we're always happy to have, have them and stuff like that. It's Jesse's first show today. Welcome, Jesse, and others for whom it's your first show. Yeah, and then some of us are not really guests. We just kind of log on that way because it's easier than sometimes logging into the Dojo U website and uh, so on and so forth. Oh, wow, we have a guest from Hong Kong. Welcome. That's super cool. Um, Bruce Gandy just sent me something. What did he just say? Uh, Bruce wants to know how to print super affordable business cards. Excellent. <laughs> I'll have to send him the link later. That's great. Oh, yeah, Carl, are you doing this new thing where um, where you can pipe your iPhone text messages right into your computer? I am. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of cool, but it also it also guarantees you'll never get any work done for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you can just close the program, and you know, then you can focus. Also, I feel like, uh, see, that's not true. I close my program and the chats, the texts keep popping up on my screen. Yeah, it's like, you know, oh, oh, my wife says, you know, it's free. Uh, it's buy one plate of mussels, get the next plate free uh, tonight at uh, our favorite restaurant. So that's what I'm thinking about for the rest of the day. Anyway, I digress. Um, are, are we going for mussels tonight? That sounds really good. Um, yeah, and I think they're gluten-free too, Carl, so we should go. What do you think? Yeah, we should. Yeah, let's do it's, it. it's funny that we're setting up like a dinner meeting uh, over the internet, yeah. even even <laughs> though even though your your face is like three feet that way through the wall. That's kind of funny. And uh, and not to mention we're doing it in front of an audience of thirty two people. You know, totally a good yeah. use of people's time. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So Vistaprint will become a sponsor. It's actually funny because here's here's the cool thing about Vistaprint. So. We're going to skip right ahead to how to get really affordable business cards, all right? I think this is why everyone's here. Anyway, let's just get this out of the way. Um, Vistaprint.com is the coolest site ever. Now, here's the bottom line with that. Uh, actually, funny story first, which is Matt MacArthur, who is a long, long-time uh, friend of mine, very close friend, and uh, excellent piper from the Boston area, he actually works in the graphics department at Vistaprint. Like, he does all the sort of visual design stuff, and he's worked his way uh, fairly well up into their department, and it's pretty cool. And um, so a lot, of, especially the musical ones, because they know he's a musical guy, a lot of Vistaprint's um, musical business cards are actually designed by a bagpiper, at least, at least some of them. I should have had him on the show today, but he's at work, of course, at Vistaprint. Actually, let me uh, chat with him real quick. Um, hey, we're talking. We're going to get him online. 
I'll send them a link to dojouniversity.adobeconnect.com uh, slash dojo. Maybe he'll, he might be able to at least pop in and chat with us. Julie uh, says, if you and Carl want to hold hands, that's okay, too. We, we, we could probably sing some Kumbaya if you, if you want, Andrew. Uh, yeah, I need to uh, I need to tune my guitar, but then we're probably good to go. Um, now let's not get distracted. Let's not get distracted. So so anyway, um, let's go. Let's check this out here, and then Carl, you'll have to tell me if um, if you can see uh, rats. I have to do some sort of privacy thing. Uh, yeah, that's what happens when you update your computer after, like, five months of not having updating it. Uh, so I wonder what I have to do. It will probably work here as soon as you do that. Uh, so, okay. Uh, enable button and then... Navigating to the privacy tab. Okay, here's my privacy tab. And now what do I do? Um, rats. This is such a drag. Ah, there we go. Click the lock to make changes. Sorry, guys. Sorry about this. I'm sure you're all on your lunch, and you're like, why is Andrew wasting my time? All right, this is going to work this time. Awesome. All right. Can we see this, guys? Yes. Does that, does that look good, Carl? All right. So this is Vistaprint.com, and um, this is uh, my favorite sort of uh, site for all sorts of stuff. And you can see it kind of knows me already a little bit because I just ordered checks uh, from Vistaprint, uh, and it's the coolest thing. I paid – I don't know what you guys pay for checks – but I paid like 15 bucks, including shipping, for like 150 checks or something, which is more than, you know, my wife and I will ever use. It's really cool. Um, and uh, not quite sure, you know, if I know, I seem to remember if I went to my bank, it was like 55 bucks to print out like way more checks than I ever wanted. So anyway, Vistaprint's great for a variety of things. But let's check out their business cards because, um, uh you know, this is what we're concerned with, and um, I think it's it's always good to have business cards in your sporum. And again, um, you don't need like ten thousand business cards. I've made this mistake so many times uh, when I made my CDs. I didn't need to print a thousand CDs. That was ridiculous. Um, and you also don't need ten thousand business cards. Okay, they actually have like free business cards at Vistaprint. I think you just pay for the shipping. And the catch with those is that you um, that they put Vistaprint's information on the back of the card, which you might not care about, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, let's uh, you guys can still see me. Uh, and then somebody was saying you can get cards uh, from Staples and print them at home. Yeah, I don't like to do that. I just like to I, I just want to get this done, and then I want to get some business cards. Uh, that, that's my more professional looking than the ones you'd like that you have to tear. And I mean, and some of them are kind of fancy, like no tear uh, business card. But still, they, they they never quite look as good as as ones such as show from Vistaprint. And it's so easy to do. So uh, yeah, it's definitely a good option, Lynn. I'm not trying to poo poo that, but 
it's so much easier to just do that. Yeah, so here's some, so I just searched for music with Vistaprint here. So here's a, here's a good example of this little, uh, musical card, okay? Here's, so I'm gonna select this design. Now here's the coolest thing, right? Um, is they have all these cool things. So I'm gonna say my name's Andrew Douglas. Uh, my phone number, as everybody in the dojo world knows, is that. My email is andrew at hypersdojo.com. I actually do have a mobile number, but I'm not going to put it in. But I'll do this. Um, and then the address, you know, uh, you know. Right, so there's my address. So here's my name, and uh, you know, you could sort of tell I'm sort of like a musician type stuff. Oh, that's cool. There's a QR code or whatever, and then you can add a backside um, to your card if you want. Uh, yeah, like, or you could do like a little calendar, a little appointment card. This is kind of cool. Um, you could do special offers. Let's just do this. Thank you for your business. Um, and, and then I can change this, you know. So I could say, whoops, I thought I could. Oh, that actually took me backwards. All right. Anyway, uh, I, I would have to do that again. It's, I wouldn't say it's perfect. Oh, that, that's what I wanted, backside. There we go. Uh, company message, you know, make the bagpipe. Blah, blah, blah. Right? And so I can do this, and I have this thing, and then when I go next, um, uh, when I go next, it'll sort of show me everything that I have here. Uh, I can proof my thing online, uh, and then, yeah, uh, approve. If I go next, I can just sort of sign into my account, check out just like any other store. And the cool thing is, is that it's super affordable to do that. So... These are like 20 bucks or something, but I want to show you, if I Google, here's the best thing about Vistaprint. If I, if I Google like Vistaprint deals or something like that for business cards, you'll almost always be able to find um, some really awesome deals. Like here's 500 business cards for $9.99. So Vistaprint is like, they're, they're crazy with, um, you know, with the awesome deal. So I can get 500 for 9.99. I don't really want 500 cards. Maybe there's like a deal I could find somewhere on Google for a little bit less. Um, but uh, uh, but it's pretty cool. I'm just going to come back here to the chat here quickly for and you guys. Sam, I don't know if they do have a, a uh, pipe logo for uh, a stock photo, but you can upload anything of your own. Um, yeah. And so it's, yeah, you can put your own graphics in, your own text, and and I mean it's really super super. Um, uh, customizable, so so you can really do what you like. Yeah, uh, that's the great thing. We've actually done that a few times, Carl. Like we actually made, um, we actually made on our products when when we want to label um, like different products. Like if we have super tape and we put it in a little bag and we want to label the top of the bag, we actually use Vistaprint um, business cards. And we designed it so you could fold it in half, and it'll say Piper's Dojo on either side, and that's how we actually tag our products. I've probably seen those. <laughs> yeah. Do they have a bagpipe logo? I don't think they do, but they sure should, shouldn't they, at Vistaprint? Uh, 
Are you guys still seeing my thing here? Um, or is it gone? No, it's good. Um, so, so, yeah, anyway, Vistaprint is like, you know, and, and the thing is they're, um, they are um, capitalists, so they own the technology um, that they use to uh, print off mass business cards for really low price. And so they really are, to my knowledge, that's not true. We found a couple other places. But as far as business cards go, Vistaprint is by far the cheapest, and um, you got to check it out. And, and the cool thing is, um, the cool thing is, if you Google deals, you can almost always get at least 50% off your order if you're clever about Googling and stuff like that. And they'll also try and upsell you on lots of other great things, and you can like, um, yeah. y- you can grab like car magnets that you can always be advertising, and it's really, <laughs> really a cool site, and you can. Definitely customize what you're you're, you're going to try and do as, in terms of advertising um, with that one site, the one-stop shop. It's really, really cool. Yeah, yeah this, as well. There's cool features on the site, too. It's, it's got tons of depth. You can even set up, you know, it's interesting we're at Vistaprint because you can actually set up a website using Vistaprint now, uh, which is crazy. Uh, and I haven't actually looked at it yet. But uh, now, basically, anyone can build a website. One month free trial. I wonder what the pricing is, but I bet you it's extremely reasonable. Um, so you guys can check that out. You can watch the video. Uh, because the other thing, you know, the other thing that you should really have, if, if you're serious about playing gigs and making some money, is you need to have a little bit of a website going on with some audio samples, some pictures, a nice bio, and some testimonials. You want everyone that you play for, you want to try and get a testimonial from them uh, so they can tell everyone how great they are. Um, so um, so they can tell everyone how great you are, not how great they are. Um, so there you go with that. Now, um, so yeah, how many people out there have their own business card already? And how, how many folks don't have one yet? Yeah, Deb does. Still in the chanter. Lynn's got one. Yeah, it's just one of those things, you know. Um, spend the spend the ten bucks, ten to fifteen bucks, to get yourself decked out with some uh, some uh, business cards. Yeah, I mean, even if even if it takes you six months or eight months to to give one away, it only takes one conversion to make it, you know. Really, really worth it. So. What's a conversion? That's a that's a word I've never heard before. Let's convert the sale. Come on. Oh, I see what you mean. Uh. Uh, all right. So, uh, so there you go. That's Vistaprint. Um, there are a couple other cool websites. Um, depending on where you are, Gate Masters is cool. We've signed up for it here in, in the Albany area, and it's okay. Um, it's kind of pricey. Uh, but it's a great way, especially if you live in a more major metropolitan area. Uh, you can really uh, get a lot of gigs using sites like Gig Masters. And then there's also one called Gig Salad uh, that you can check out. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's just uh, finally texting me back. Never mind. We're moving on. Uh, anyway, so uh, that's a cool place. 
the cool thing about the gig, the gig masters and the gig salad is it sort of comes with its own little uh, website feature where you can direct people to a certain URL uh, in order to do that. What's ours, uh, Carl? Um, ours is like, you know, uh, what are we called? The Capital Pipers or something. <laughs> Let's just see if we Google it. Uh, Albany Bagpipers. Are we on here? Yep, there we are. The Upstate Bagpipers. And this is our like, this is our website here. This link right here, and it's on Gigmasters. It's a little bit uh, cheesy, but we've got some media up there and stuff like that. Um, now, here's the thing, right? Let's say I signed up for Gigmasters, but I wanted to have a more simple website because. It's, you know, if you were to try and tell someone that's interested in having you pipe for them, hey, um, go to uh, http www.gigmasters.com slash bagpipes slash the upstate bagpipers, and you, you have to make sure you get all the caps right or else it's not going to work. Um, that sort of website's not going to work. Okay? So, um, so what can you do? Well, the other thing you could do is you can register for a URL. And we do most of our registrations through GoDaddy. Uh, you can do it through, there's a bunch of different sites where you can do it. But, like, we can enter a domain name. Like, what is Carl, is Carl Donnelly Bagpipes available? And I can search for the domain. Right? Uh, CarlDonnellyBagpipes.com. Yeah, I can, uh, I can buy this URL for $12.99. I think it's $12.99 per year. Um, you know, uh, I doubt CarlDonnelly.com is available, um, but we could try, um, you know, you could try anything, right? Like, we could try um, AndrewDouglasBadPiper.com, and we can search. Yes, it's available for $12.99, and I could, I could get that URL, and then I'm not going to show you how to do it here, but it's pretty straightforward to take that URL and you can forward it to anywhere on the Internet that you want to. So what I might do is I might get andrewdouglasbagpipes.com, and if I have one of these websites like Gigmasters, I could take that and forward it to this so that whenever I send someone to andrewdouglasbagpipes.com, uh, it forwards them to that page, and then they know everything they need to know about me, how to contact me, and so on and so forth. Right? That's just like a little Internet trick you can use. Um, and so, uh, Andrew, let's go, Daddy. Yeah, we, we like it a lot, too. It's simple. You could do other ones. Um, there's websites like dreamhost.com. Uh, what, what are the other ones? Network solutions you can use. Uh, there are a whole bunch of, they're called um, domain name registrars that you can use. Um, you can also use GoDaddy to set up a free, uh, or it might not be free, but a, a really inexpensive website. Um, one of the things you can do as well is if you have a Google account, uh, you should be able to, like, Google Sites, I think it's called. Sites.google.com. Um, and, yeah, we have, we have a whole bunch of stuff here. Um, this is from the old RMR days, it looks like. Uh, but, uh, you know, we had this internal site. Right, so here's like a little simple website here, and you could you could set this up in Google, right? And then we can go register our domain name and point it to our Google site, and that I think Carl, you 
probably know. I think that's entirely free. It's like a totally free website. Uh, now, with the exception of that, yeah, with the exception of that um, $12 a year that you pay for the URL for your, uh, for your cool website name, the site itself is free, so there are no recurring charges. And that's a great way. You could put some audio up there. You could put a calendar so people know when you're occupied and when you're not occupied and stuff like that. Um, so that's a great way to, um, to sort of have a website. Then you get your business card. You point it to your website. Uh, then when you hand out your business card, people know exactly how to get a hold of you. Okay? So uh, any questions so far? What is the name of that site again? Uh, well, there was GoDaddy.com where you can register your domain name. And then you can go to sites.google.com and you can set up little Google websites. Uh, the problem with the Google websites is it's got googly stuff all over, right? Uh, it's got googly stuff all over the, the URL. So it's really hard to explain to somebody how to get to your website. And that's where the domain name pointing towards it, that's where that comes in. Okay? So you see how we're building up like a, a little bit of uh, promotional... Um, a little bit of promotional material and, and just starting to do the basics, starting to do the basic stuff. Um, the cool thing about domains, if you want to get really fancy, is you can also set up email accounts that, that uh, pertain to that domain as well. Um, so you can use a variety of different tools in order to have your own special email address if that's something that you really care about. All right, are there any questions so far? Looks like we're up to 43 people, so thanks for coming. Welcome. Any questions so far? That's just the basics of how you can get things going. Here's one of the big questions is, how do you get gigs? All right, so you can sign up for Gig Masters. Um, you can sign up for Gig Salad, and that's a great way to get leads for gigs, especially if you're in or near a larger metropolitan area. Those sites work uh, really well. Um, Sam says, any sites to get free pipes from? Uh, I hope not. Otherwise, we're going out of business. Um, not sure exactly what you mean there, Sam. Uh, but the other thing, Carl, so how do you get gigs? So I have, I have these business cards. I've got this website. Now, how, do I, how am I going to actually get some leads and, and uh, connect on some gigs? What are your thoughts? Well... Um, I, I mean, one of the biggest things is, is we covered passing out business cards at gigs. But to start just getting gigs, uh, I would go around to your local um, funeral homes, wedding planners, um, wedding stores, and drop off those said business cards. Um, and I've always found that it's better to go in uniform. Um, yeah, you kilt up and, and just go. Uh, and speak to people, see if you can talk to like the funeral home directors. And more often than not, most funeral directors already have a, a <laughs> like a Rolodex of pipers, but, um, you know, I, I've uh, made good inroads with a couple of them just by saying, hey, I'm available most days. Um, you know, if you, if you can't find anyone else, give me a call. I should be able to help. And, and, uh, uh once you do one or two for them, they they start to put you higher up on the list. So, um, yeah, connect with your local event planners. 
they're going to be people that get requests for this more often. Um, and then, of course, yeah, once you've got a good site, people will follow too. That'll be good. I don't know if you're going to. Andrew, your mic's not on. You muted it or something. So yeah, I'm uh, just talking to myself apparently. Uh, <laughs> sorry guys. To uh, put that in. So what I was saying is, yeah, sometimes with medley uh, with medleys, sometimes with weddings, you get more than you bargained for. So um, you have to make sure that um, you know when you book a wedding, you have all the details lined out, uh, lined up. But yeah, Nate, you're absolutely right here. Uh, think about all the different types of people that work at weddings. You've got caterers, florists. You've got DJs and other music. You've got wedding planners. What else do you have? You might have wedding decorating or something like that. Um, and you have different venues, right? Different venues that host weddings regularly. And make sure you get to know all as many people as you can in that industry because referrals are key, right? I've actually gotten so many weddings from uh, an amazing photographer in our area named Tracy Bice, who is uh, she did the photography for my wedding, and um, and she knows I play bagpipes, and she gives me some great leads and great references, uh, and then people call me because they know Tracy, and they trust her point of view. So, um, so that's a good way to do it. Uh, make make friends with people in the industry. When you, whenever you play at a wedding, make sure that you have your business cards handy and you, uh, you know, pass it, the card along to the caterer or whatever, or ha what have you. Yeah, exactly. Sam says, how do you get invited to play for dancers? Well, um, that would just be a matter of contacting all of the different dancing competitions and making sure they know that you exist. The hard thing about dancers is they will often have their go-to people that they like already. So you have to sort of, uh, you know, you have to hope to get one or two dancing gigs here or there, and then people hear you and they say, oh, yeah, we like we like Sam. Uh, Sam's a good piper. And then so the next time their go-to guy isn't available, you might be able to sneak in here or there. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, that's my understanding of it at least. I'm not... Um, I'm not a super experienced dance piper. I have played several times for dancers, but, um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's my understanding of how you might go about that. Let's talk about pricing. Yeah, so how much should you charge for a gig? Okay, here's my answer to that question. Um, you think about here, – here's, here's the question. Think about the time, the time and energy – required for the whole gig to take place. So, for example, uh, you, have to, uh, you have to spend some time with the client on the phone booking the gig, right? Then on the day of the gig, you've got you, to prepare your uniform. You've got to get it ready. Then you've got to put it on. That takes probably, you know, 15, 20 minutes to get everything organized and get dressed. 
Then you've got to drive to the gig. And remember, there are costs involved in getting to the gig, right? And then you've got to actually play the gig, which takes at least an hour. It's usually closer to an hour and a half or two hours in most situations before, you know, you're really done because, because you're responsible. You get there early. So you get there half an hour early. Then you're there for an hour. Um, and then, then you have to drive home. So, so at the end of the day, right? It's, let's say it's going to take you four hours of total preparation and work for the gig. Plus you're performing a specialized service for folks, right? You, you play bagpipes. Very few other people do. Okay. So it's going to take four hours. Uh, plus there's travel costs, right? There's that cost of goods sold. Plus, remember, you have a, you should consider you have a website and other expenses that go into getting these gigs. Think about that. So let's say it's four hours, plus it's going to cost you at least $25 to actually perform the gig for the person. Um, uh, four hours of time, specialized service, plus there's some cost there. And then you can sort of come up with what you would like to be paid for that. Okay, so... Um, so for some folks, especially if you're brand new to piping, four hours of piping sounds pretty good. Um, you know there, there might be better pipers out there who could get away with charging more, so you need to be maybe a little bit under the number. Uh, but then, you know, four hours of your time. Well, you know, maybe 25 bucks an hour seems reasonable. So, so there's 100 bucks plus, you know, 50 or so for cost of being a piper and traveling. So I think, you know, a good place to start if you're a new piper is at 150 bucks. How many people out there probably already charge something around that? Um, you know, uh, Jack asks, do people pay gratuities? The answer is uh, very rarely do people pay gratuities. Uh, Rob charges 200 150 and... 200 depending on the gigs when I first started yeah. playing gigs way back when. I think 150 to 200 is a reasonable amount uh, for someone who is, you know, um, you know, for someone who's just getting started in the gig industry, 150 to 200. You don't want to go too much lower than that because you're going to find that it's just not worth your time, <laughs> you know, I think. Deb says 50 to 150. See, I think 50 is much, much too low. You know, like, um, I think that it's reasonable to ask for more. For example, if you play, let's say you play the harp, which is another example of a more, it's slightly more rare instrument that you don't hear that often. How much does a harpist charge to play at a wedding? Uh, and the answer is probably a lot more than 150 bucks. You know, and, and by the way, I've lately changed my uh, my thought process on the following, which is weddings, uh, you know, cost more than funerals. There's a difference. I don't evaluate the two the same way anymore. <laughs> Albuquerque is very comfortable asking you to play free gigs. Yeah, people ask you that all the time. Um, Rob says he won't put his kilt on. Go ahead, Carl. Is, is a free gig um, good advertising? You know, I've done a few in the past, and I don't think I've seen any conversions 
from from those sort of things. Um, you know, I, I've done them. Sometimes I do them for good cause, and, and that I enjoy. And if, you know, that's my personal choice to do that to do, donate my time for that. But often, when somebody's asking you to do a gig for free, they want like five hours. They're very specific, demanding, and it's just like, no. If you wanna, if you wanna be that demanding and specific about what you want, that's fine. You're welcome to, but it's gonna cost you. <laughs> yeah, I um. I don't know. I, the, the whole piping for charity thing, I, I think that's cool. Don't don't get me wrong. I just sometimes find that uh, you end up piping for charity and they're like, and the people organizing it are like, sweet, free bagpiper. Uh, and then you show up and you're trying to do a good deed, but most people at the charity aren't really all that interested in listening to a piper play. Like, I, I just, and then for me, it's like, if people aren't really interested in listening to me, if I'm not being paid, it's one of those things where I get really uncomfortable. So I just... I've stopped doing that. I've stopped doing that um, over the years. I've stopped sort of doing voluntarily voluntary gigs, especially when I can almost always recommend a student that you know would really love to play in public and and love to hear people. So, so yeah, that's my personal view on it. It's all very interesting. Bruce says, "What about special requests for tunes? Should we charge more for special requests?" No, I don't. I would not charge more for special requests. Um, I think that it's pretty common for people to request the tunes that they want. And as the piper, that's the service that they're paying for, right? They're paying for us to play bagpipe music um, that fits the bill of what they want. But but with that said, right? Maybe my base rate is you know my base rate is much higher than. I'm not going to say what it is on the air, I don't think, but my base rate is much higher than 150. But part of the reason is that if someone has any request at all for me, like even if they want me to learn a tune I've never heard before, this is one of the things that I do really well and I think gives me a competitive advantage. So, you know, so my rate's quite a bit higher. Deb, Deb is just like, she's got everything figured out. She's like a, a secret bagpipe, um, like... It's like the sort of bagpiping equivalent of Mandela or something. But, yeah, she gets tipped really well when she plays, and that's awesome. Good for you. I, I typically don't. Maybe people in the Albany area are cheap. Uh, Harold plays for the Relay for Life. That's awesome. That's great. If you enjoy doing that, um, needless to say, supporting charity is awesome. Um, I just I feel uncomfortable when I'm when I'm out there and people are kind of like, why is that bagpiper playing over there? I'm just trying to do a relay here. Uh, I don't know. I just uh, really haven't played one of those, have you? Uh, I've I've played at a heart walk before. Yeah, that everything really like for a life always life? has has a piper, and it's it's cool. I've done a couple of those, and those are fun, and and people know what you're doing, and that that's a cool charity. Uh, Deb's a homeless piper in a very rural area. Excellent. Um, yeah, Mary loves transcribing old tunes. Yeah, Parting Glass and other Irish tunes. Sometimes, um, you know, sometimes these things come up. The hardest one, of course, is Danny Boy. Everybody wants Danny Boy, and, uh, you know, frankly, it just doesn't quite work on my bagpipes, does it? Or if it does, it's sort of like a weird setting that doesn't quite do justice to the me uh, melody, at least in my opinion. Yeah, Amazing Grace, of course, is a big one. Ashby's question, um, 
how many tunes do I need to know to play gigs, and are there any must-play tunes? Um, I think the answer is, you know, you should have a large repertoire of, of tunes that you can sort of summon. And by large, I mean probably 20 to 25 different tunes. And when I go, um, you know, let's talk about funerals, for example. I usually, I usually play a, a medley or just like an, a, an assortment of different tunes while folks arrive to the church as they depart the church. And then I'll often play Amazing Grace uh, at the graveside, right? So I have a, a, just a variety of retreat marches and slow airs that I use for funerals that work really well for me. Um, and then I sort of play uh, an assortment of different tunes. And then sometimes when people book the gig, they have special requests. But a lot of times they just want to hear nice bagpipe music. And so that's where there's not really any must-know tunes there. But, um, you know, but rather there's just sort of mood music. Robert has a transcription of Danny Boy that sounds fairly good. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then let's see. And then for weddings, it's sort of similar. Usually while guests are arriving, the piper can play outside. And then every now and then they'll ask you to march the bride up or down the aisle. And that's where those wedding tunes come in handy, like Murdo's Wedding, Mari's Wedding. Uh, if you're an advanced piper, the Highland Wedding. Is pretty cool. And um, you, you do have to know the, the bridal march. More often than not, people ask you to play that. Oh, yeah. Da, da, ba, da, that one? Da, da, yeah. da, da, the, 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 Wagner, the Wagner classic. Um, so there you go. Every now and then. I don't really have music to that, do you? No, I've just kind of winged it. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty easy. Starts with low A and then goes up to D. Yeah, Highland Cathedral with the organ. Yeah, I've done that a couple of times. It's really helpful to have a B-flat chanter when that happens uh, because otherwise it can sound kind of not nice. But, yes, it's amazing when it does sound nice. Yeah, just wing it. Just go for it. Um, that's what pipers are known for us, winging it. Dethrows and wedding tunes. Um, and then, yeah, the laments, the key laments that you should know are um, Amazing Grace, Going Home, Flowers of the Forest. I agree with Robert. Those are probably the big three. Um, and then there's a lot of other slow airs that have a really melancholy sort of feel to them, which can be great, um, can be great for um, certain funerals. Although remember, remember to mix it up with a little bit of uplifting style music too. Remember that people don't necessarily want to be completely miserable at a funeral. They're very sad that their loved one has passed, but sometimes um, some more uplifting music uh, it goes over really well. I remember uh, on more than one occasion they've asked me if I can play when the saints go marching in, uh, which is um, kind of a really cool funeral tune. Not like, oh, when the saints, you know, not like super uh, uh, up-tempo and peppy, but just kind of like I just play when the saints go marching in at a slightly slower 
um, somber tempo, and it's like it's really cool. Uh, that's been one of the most effective tunes uh, for folks. All Lang Syne, yep. People will sometimes request stuff like that. And you just kind of have to be ready. You know, you got to accept the gig, and they're like, I want you to play all Lang Syne. That's where YouTube comes in. It's like, let me see if any, if any pipers have done that before. And then as long as you can, as long as you can find a YouTube where they've done that and, and it sounds okay, that's when you can say, all right, yep, I can do that gig for you, no problem. Then you got to go over to YouTube and uh, work on learning it. And a lot of stuff I learned by ear, of course. And then there's military tunes and so on, yeah. Somebody was asked to play for a funeral for a Trekkie and was asked to play the Cantina song from Star Wars. Is that the... Oh, no, that's... Yeah, that is the Cantina song, isn't it? I don't have my chanter here, but I'd love to try that. Yeah. Uh, could, can we compile a list of all these great ideas? Um, it would be a really long list. I'll, I will write out the essentials for you, Harold. Absolutely. So um, let me and make you'll also be able to review this in our podcast section at uh, podcast.dojouniversity.com. Yeah. Funeral stuff. Amazing Grace. Going home. Uh, Flowers of the Forest. Uh, you know, that, those are the absolute essentials. You can expect people to ask for that on a regular basis. Uh, Mari's wedding. Murdo's wedding. Highland wedding. But that's mostly, you know, you don't want to really play Highland wedding unless you feel like you're a really technically advanced player. Uh, I don't know. The rest... The re- you know, um, the rest you can draw from your repertoire, right? Like, I play Win the Green Hills, uh, or Green Hills and Win the Battle's Over at almost every gig. It sort of, it fits every occasion fairly well. It's it's major key. If it's a funeral, I play it down tempo. If it's a wedding, I play it up tempo. But that way I don't have to learn any other tunes. Yeah, yeah and then, yeah, like Mary's saying, Miscovered Mountains for Funeral. Yeah, that's a great funeral tune. Um, it's not necessarily a must know, um, in in my opinion. And I think a, a good six eight is also handy to have for when you have to parade the bride, you know, half a mile down the block to get to the uh, reception. Um, I, I can't tell you how many times I've played six eights for that kind of stuff. It, it's it's a good tempo that people can kind of uh, latch on to. They like the music. It's 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 a good one that. Uh, when people are, are not very specific about, well, I want you to play this song and this song and only this one and this one twice through. <laughs> when you can yeah, just exactly. kind of wing it, it's great to have if a you could, If you could please keep it between 88 and 89 beats per minute, I would really appreciate it. Last time I had a Piper, they screwed it up, and we were walking too yeah. slow. That's what I mean by charge more for weddings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at my, at, my, at my first three weddings, the Piper played at 86 beats per minute, and it was just way too slow. So keep it between 88 and 89. Um, otherwise, I think it would be reasonable uh, to take $50 off your fee. It's like, but wait, I'm, I only charged you 60 bucks. She's like, yeah. And in that case, uh, did I mention my one-time first uh, <laughs> yeah. 
first wedding fee of seven hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> there's exactly. an upcharge for your wedding. It's actually, yeah, uh, I charge I charge you know two hundred dollars for weddings, but if you've been married before, it's double. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No, or, or maybe if it's. But wait, let's think about this. Maybe maybe Bridezilla's first wedding. I don't know, uh, but just you got to watch out. There, there is a Bridezilla. Like, uh, upcharge for sure. Yeah, Harold, we, I very, very rarely do a rehearsal. Um, especially once you're, you're a, um, an experienced performer. Um, that's really not necessary. We, we know the drill. Just go for the thing. If they really want you at the rehearsal, great. You, I don't, yeah, I don't charge them the same amount, but it's at least 50% more um and, and travel i would do at the same rate um you know if i if i have to drive 45 minutes i'm travel i'm caught i'm charging you travel for all you know all trips there um and, and so it's a reduced rate we don't have to get in in uniform or anything but yeah charge them if they want the rehearsal because it's really not necessary it's for them it's really not for you you've done your rehearsal you've done your practice you know how to do this that's for them, so they got to pay for that. Yeah, it's um, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting, and I mean, um, the the there's always that angle, right? And that's another reason why you should always charge more for weddings, uh, because there's there's always that angle, and weddings are such a huge deal uh, for folks, as they should be. Don't get me wrong, but it's such a huge deal that you can often get you can easily get guilted into doing things that aren't really part of the plan, right? Rehearsal dinner is one of those things. Oh, well, I assumed when I booked you three weeks ago that the rehearsal was included. It's like, well, no, it's not at all. Um, and then someone was mentioning a contract. Yeah, you could do a contract. Uh, we do contracts sometimes, especially if the gig is like a year away, something like that. We would do a contract with a 50% deposit uh, in some cases. Um, you know, but on the other hand, right, uh, contracts also add that extra layer of pain in the butt to booking a gig. So, um, so it's sort of a delicate balance. Uh, I like to not do contracts where I can avoid it. Um, uh, but some, but then sometimes you pay for it. Sometimes they end up marching you a block, around the block eight times in the yeah. rain. You know, um, I got guilted into playing a wedding not so long ago for not enough money. And it's the classic, oh, I only want you for 15 minutes. You know, two and Lies. a half hours later, they couldn't even find my payment. And it was like, oh, my God. I finally found, they finally got it. But it's just like, yeah, it's just that reminder. You need one every two or three years. Oh, yeah, that's why I don't, you know, go for way less. Yeah. Um by the way, by the way, folks, if you just love bagpipes and you, you feel like we sound awfully cynical about all of this gig business and uh, and stuff like that, and if you feel like we should just be going out there and playing our pipes, um, that's totally fine. We're we're a little bit jaded after you know five years of being bagpipers full time, so uh, it just we we've, we've become a little bit thick skinned, a little bit leather skinned over the years. So don't mind us. The great news about us is. You can easily undercut us at this point. <laughs> yeah, but tact is for weenies. <laughs> I like that. That's good. 
And uh, yeah, I, I mean, Kevin, that was another great, great point that I think we failed to mention is I almost, I always, always request to be paid beforehand yeah. because absolutely, especially at funerals, it's like you don't want to have to fight somebody to try and find. It's just inappropriate at the end. They're they want to be mourning. And you want to be leaving, uh, so yeah, I'm. I always say that, and sometimes it doesn't always happen. Um, and and d- don't be afraid if you asked for that. Don't be afraid to say, "Hey, um, you know, where, where's my payment? I'm here. I'm obviously going to play for you. Uh, I want the payment up front." <coughs> yeah. The other and the other logistical reason is you don't want to be like. The, the weird guy in the kilt after the ceremony when everyone's having a good time, like running around trying to find money. So you always get it out of the way first. Yeah. Um, so there you go. All right, guys, let's journey towards wrapping it up there. Um, if you'd oh, like, wait, maybe... I have to read Mary's comment here. I saw that. I had a yeah. wedding at St. Mary's Church and waited and waited for my check, and the priest said, oh... Your name is Mary? I thought the check was going to a donation to the church. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's bad. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, good for you, Mary. Well, hopefully they were able to reach into the collections bin and grab your money for you. All right, guys, good stuff. Um, we can, if you want, in the future, we can talk a little bit about how to actually set up your bagpipes um, to to do gigs. Uh, we do have a couple tricks we could show, uh, tell you guys, but maybe we could do that next week a little bit um, if if folks want to hear that. And then uh, otherwise, uh, I think we should carry on with our day. Hopefully, my afternoon. I had I had a high blood pressure morning this morning. Uh, but uh, I think my, this show has helped my blood pressure go back down. So thank you guys for that. That was pretty cool. And then, uh, yeah. Hey, by the way, guys, if you ever have topics that you want to talk about at Dojo Universe, uh, email us. Uh, you can email me or just uh, support at pipersdojo.com. Uh, email us uh, and let us know because – we're always on Friday morning at 5 a.m. That's when I schedule everything for the week. Um, I get up early on a Friday. <clears throat> I love getting up early on Friday so that I can be done with work at, like, 1. It's great. Uh, but uh, if you have any good ideas for shows, uh, email us. We're always open-minded to that kind of thing. And uh, there you go. And then some of you may want to revisit this later. Uh, podcast.dojouniversity.com is our website where we host all these podcasts. So within a few minutes, or within the hour, you might say, we'll have this uploaded so you can listen to it in podcast form, or you can watch a recording of this video screen. So there you go. Thanks for coming, everybody, and we will see you next Wednesday. Thanks, everybody.